Episode 165 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Pilot the Pilot is brought to you by the Finer Points. These guys are constantly adding content to the Ground School app. Check it out at learnthefinerpoints.com. AV Nation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I am your host. Today's episode is one that I haven't done in quite some time. It is an Ask Me Anything. Via Anchor, who I use to host my podcast, I am able to give a clip out on, or not a clip, I'm able to produce a link out on Instagram. You swipe up and you can use your voice to ask a question. So all these questions, and there's a couple at the end that I brought through Instagram, but most of these questions are your voices asking me questions for the podcast. This is a lot of fun because it's really hard just to talk nonstop for 30 minutes straight. So this is a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy doing these. Uh, I think it's good to do these every once in a while. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram so you can get this link so you can ask me a question. Also follow us because that's where the day in the life of a pilot is portrayed. If you like aviation, make sure to follow Pilot the Pilot on Instagram. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't yet already because that is how everyone finds this podcast. More people find it with the more reviews that there are. So I really appreciate it if you have left a review already. It means the absolute world to me. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't want to keep you guys much longer. So without any further ado, here's the pilot to pilot. Ask me anything. Hey, Justin. My name is Ian. My question to you is, how is the corporate world different from the commercial world? I've ever since the age of three, I've always wanted to be a commercial airline pilot. Uh, And, you know, I'm pretty, I'm really looking into both sides now. Well, whether it be commercial and corporate, and I was wondering if I can get some really good, you know, details about what's different between corporate and commercial. Thanks for your time. Well, first off, thank you so much for the question. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of differences between corporate and airlines. I mean, the only real similarity is that you fly airplanes. <laughs> uh, the schedules are different. The pay can be different. The work life can be different. The overnights can be different. I mean, without going into too many details about what I do on a day-to-day basis, uh, there's not too many similarities other than you're guaranteed to be gone from home most of the time. Uh, corporate usually tends, unless you find that perfect place, uh, especially kind of the fractional side to do the seven on seven off or the eight on six off type schedule. This gives them more utilization to use you. And it also gives you more time off than you would usually get as a standard airline pilot. Now, there are some airline pilots that have good schedules, but remember when you hear about the Delta Airlines guy that's making $500,000 and works two days a week, he's also 65 years old and had to put in all of his time to make that happen. Now, If you find the best corporate gig, it is probably better than an airline job. I believe that where I fly is right on par with flying for a major airline. I'm not going to say one is better than the other because there are so many different reasons for you to choose what job you want. Now, if you're considering them, I would definitely look at the time away from home, Uh, but take into consideration that you're also home for seven extra days or six days in a row. The place I work now, you have four vacations. That turns into four 21-day vacations. All our healthcare is paid for, et cetera. There's a lot of benefits that come to some of these corporate jobs that a lot of people either don't know about or maybe they're overlooking. So definitely do your full homework. I mean, you can go corporate first and then go airlines. Once you go airlines, most don't go back to corporate, but there's definitely some good money and a lot of fun to be had on the corporate side. I know a lot of people go airlines and that's no problem whatsoever. Go airlines if that's what you want to do. But uh, that's kind of my uh, my answer to that question without going into too much detail about everything that I do. But uh, I hope that helps.
Hey, Justin. Love what you do, man. I love the podcast. I've been listening um, pretty much through my all, all of my training um, through private and instrument. I was curious, uh, what is what did you struggle most with um, in your instrument training? I think I remember you saying that you failed uh, your check ride. Um, just was just curious uh, what you found most difficult. Yeah, so for me, I mean, finding most difficult wasn't why I failed the check ride. Most difficult for me was just having it all to click, you know, holds, understanding what I'm doing, what I'm doing, and why I'm doing it. Uh, kind of understanding the big picture, you know, removing yourself from where you are in this kind of uh, weird instrument world that you're in and kind of understanding why you're slowing down. Hearing traffic in front of you slow down, understanding where the controllers are coming from, why you're being vectored and putting it all together in one. And why I failed my check ride was I, for some reason in my head, I was expecting him to tell me to go around and him being the DPE, I never heard go around. So I hit the missed approach point. I kept flying kept descending and eventually he told me to, to go around and it was too late after that. But every single time we did approaches for some reason, I just always remember my instructor saying go around and I just waited for that. Never heard it. So I just kept on going down. I was like, I'll say go around eventually. Uh, it was really all my fault. Like I have no one else to blame but myself. So that's why I failed the check ride. And that's what was hardest about instrument training for me. Hey, Justin, my question is, should I consider going to college for my flight training if I'm not planning on going to the airlines for my career? Thank you in advance. Now that is a good question with the caveat at the end of what you said where you're not planning on going to the airlines. I personally highly recommend getting your degree just as we have seen this industry it is so crazy. You never know when the next downturn is. You never know how bad it's going to be. We always kept saying how this was never going to happen again. We would never furlough pilots. We would never be in this position. Now, most likely we won't see anything as bad as what we've just seen over this last year and we are recovering, but it's still too fresh in my mind right now to recommend someone not go get their degree. Not go, maybe not even a degree, get a trade, um, get something that you can do in case this happens. You are not protected. Uh, I mean, unless you're number one in the company, you still have the chance that an airline could go out of business. And as we've seen, that has happened. Some airlines have gone out of business now, whether they were COVID related or not, but it still shows that you can lose your job at any moment in this industry. So I highly recommend getting a degree. If you don't want to get a degree, degree maybe get a trade. Uh, do something where you can provide for you, your family, whoever it may be. I think it's very important and it'll definitely be, you'll definitely be thanking yourself whenever you do face that kind of adversity. Hey, what's up, Justin? My name is Adi. I'm 16 years old. And uh, I, was, I had a question for you. I was wondering, how do you make connections? Uh, you know, I'm looking on social media online and seeing all these people at my age or just a couple years older getting such amazing opportunities, you know, flying uh, right seat on private jets, uh, meeting all these new people, uh, I guess, wash, even washing planes for an owner, right? Uh, how do you make connections and get these opportunities? Like, how do you approach a pilot? How do you know that they're nice? How do you get to their owner? Uh, I was just wondering if I can get your advice on that because, as you know, connections are very important in this industry. And uh, what's your advice? Thank you. Yeah, so my advice there would be to go to the airport. You know, they probably have those connections either through their parents, through their friends, or maybe they went to the airport. They just hung around and an older pilot started chatting you up. If you go to an airport and you're at an FBO, 
Uh, approaching a pilot can seem very difficult, but if you just say, hey, I love your airplane, or that's a cool 172, or maybe if you ask a very specific question about the airplane they're flying or about the airport you're at, how's the approach or how are the winds, you know, that kind of gets them to start talking. And then they might be like, oh, are you a pilot? No, I want to be a pilot. I'm I'm trying to get into the industry. You know, I, I want to watch airplanes. I mean, don't go full board with that, but uh, that's kind of how you approach it. That's kind of how you start the conversation. And what's probably going to happen is it's not the first time you meet them, they're going to offer you this amazing opportunity. Maybe every once in a while they might, but once you are there, they see that you're serious, whether it's the manager, whether it's someone at the front desk, you know, they're going to remember you. And if someone says, hey, we need someone to wash airplanes, then they're going to be like, oh, this kid was here. We know he loves airplanes and he'll do anything to get up in an airplane. So then you start washing airplanes and maybe you either get paid or they pay you with uh, going to go fly or both. But that's how I would recommend that situation. It can be very tricky to go from the annoying kid to the kid that gets the opportunity. So you have to tread very carefully, but it's definitely possible. I mean, just go there, just just in, take everything in, you know, talk to flight instructors, talk to whoever's there. I mean, it sounds crazy, but literally just going to your FBO, getting coffee, asking if there's anything that you can do to help can go a long way. Hey, Justin, it's Jason here. I'm a student pilot out of Chicago Executive, Milwaukee. Uh, living in downtown Chicago. Quick question for you. I, I heard on um, one of your podcasts, I think the one you did with uh, with Ryan from Super Arrow, that you've had some flights with passengers that are like five or six hours long. What do you do if you have to use the bathroom? Can you use the lab while you have clients on board? Just pretty curious how the bladder holds up. Thanks for keeping the content coming. Love it. See ya. That is a very good question and also very true and relevant because I have had multiple five-hour legs. We did Palm Beach to Sun Valley, Idaho last week, and it was five hours. I can't remember the exact time, but let's say like 520 Uh, I drank way too much coffee and way too much water trying to hydrate uh, and just just make sure that I was as alert as possible with the coffee. And I love coffee. Who doesn't? But I had to use the bathroom probably three times in that flight. It was one person and they were really nice. So I didn't really feel bad about it. I mean, it's not ideal to use the bathroom that much. Uh, you definitely don't go back there and blow it up, <laughs> but it's definitely okay to go back there. As long as you're not being annoying, as long as you're not kind of rustling through the cabin and making a big thing, they don't really mind. They understand that things happen, that you have to go to the bathroom. They're not going to expect you to sit up there for five hours or even two hours or an hour and a half. Like no one's going to think of you weirdly or differently if you go use the bathroom. Now, if you do it like a million times, like maybe that could set off some red flags, but yeah, use it as you need to. I mean, just don't blow it up. Like I said, but if you got to go, like by all means go, it's better to do that than, than sit an hour and a half and and be miserable because you didn't use the bathroom. So I think they definitely uh, don't mind too much. What up, man? A quick question. Do you ever get starstruck when you find out who is your passenger on your next leg or how does that work? Thanks. So I haven't really flown anyone too famous. Most of the people that I've been flying have been more businesses or people with family money or all of the above. Uh, For who I have flown, I would say no. Um, I mean, the way I look at it is I'm there to offer a job. I'm there to be very professional. So if I was starstruck, I wouldn't show it on the outside. I might text my wife real quick and just kind of be like, oh, this is cool. You know, maybe not even saying the name, but just like, this is pretty cool. Or maybe the captain and I will talk about how oh, this is cool before and after. But during it, 
And during that flight, the whole interaction, you know, it was just a passenger. We are trying to provide the best service that we can. We're trying to make them as comfortable as possible. And that's not necessarily going to be fangirling or fanboying, however you want to say it. Uh, we definitely never ask for autographs or anything like that. But yeah, we keep it pretty, pretty cool and pretty chill and, and treat everyone just like we would treat if it was our, if it was our family on board. So we, we don't really try to, to fangirl or fanboy. And I haven't had that happen yet. Now, there's a few people who maybe, but I don't think we fly much of the Bayern Munich soccer team. So don't have to worry about that too much. Hi, Justin. If you couldn't be a pilot, what would your career path be? Oh man, I feel like I asked this question to so many people and having to ask to myself really makes me think, you know, I ask all these rapid fire questions or even ask all these questions and I never ask them to myself to respond. So it's really weird to think about this. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've always wanted to play professional sports, but that would have only taken me as far as it has. It only took me to Ohio State, which is still great, but it doesn't pay the bills. So I think I would want to do something in sports, whether if it was going back to Ohio State and working for the Ohio State football program. I wouldn't want to be a coach, but I'd want to be like um, recruiting or I, I mean, one of my dreams and goals, this will sound kind of funny since I remember when I say this, I'm from North Carolina. So from Charlotte where NASCAR was born, you know, don't say Daytona, Daytona, that's not true. It's all about Charlotte. It's the birthplace. But I really loved NASCAR and I always, we did a project in 10th grade and my 10th grade project was to project what you're going to do when you grow up. And I said, I wanted to work in NASCAR, wanted to work my way up and either be not in charge of NASCAR, but help make some great decisions with NASCAR. Now, I remember when I was doing this, NASCAR was at the height. I mean, it, they were having 180,000 people at the races. Uh, the competition was at an all time high, but I've always loved NASCAR racing. I love Formula One, just anything in that. So I, I would do something in sports. Now, maybe even I would try to go to a European soccer club, which would be really funny to see an American do that and try to work for him. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but definitely something centered around sports for me. Yo, Justin and AV Nation, let's talk time. As pilots, we're always concerned about what hour of the day it is, Zulu or local. So watches, are you an analog guy or are you a smartwatch guy? Or are you one of these crazy people that only look at their cell phone to take the time? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, right now, I rock an Apple Watch. Um, I love watches. I just don't spend the money on watches. My wife gave me a really nice watch for my birthday a while ago that I like to wear. Um, I, I was getting scratched up, so I didn't want to bring anything too nice on the road. So, I mean, I don't think I'd ever be rocking a Rolex out on the road or anything like that, but I do love the look of watches and I think they really look cool and like a nice classy watch. But for flying, I think there's really nothing better than a digital watch like, um, or an, a smart watch, like a, the digital faces like you can get with Apple watch or even the Garmin aviation watches. I have Always had an idea about those. I've never bought one to try one, but I've always wanted to look into one. I've always wanted to try one just because I do like fitness as well. So the Garmin fitness watch probably does a little bit more than what an Apple watch can do or just about the same, but it also adds in some really cool Garmin aviation features, which I think would be a lot of cool and uh, really fun. So I, I mean, I would love to rock like a Rolex or an Omega or something like that, or a Shinola, Shinola, however you say that. Someone can roast me in the, the comments of that, but whatever one, but I just don't want to get it hurt. So her hurt or scratched. So when you say, am I a fan of one or the other? I mean, I like the more professional look of a, of a cool watch. That's uh, not a smart watch, but I just think practice 
practicality. Smartwatches just make so much sense for everything that you, you need to do and how often we need to be attached to our phones with uh, aviation and checking weather and just getting everything right in front of your eyes. Hey, Justin. Love the show. Keep up the good work, man. My name is Hunter, and I'm a flight instructor in the Oklahoma City area. I qualify for my ATP, and I have my sights set on NetJets when the aviation market decides to begin hiring again. As I'm sure you are aware, NetJets has the seven-day-on, seven-day-off schedule, which is very appealing to me, but it is somewhat concerning to my wife. If you could speak on how you balance your work-life schedule and what your wife's thoughts and opinions are on the corporate pilot lifestyle, that would be great. Thanks for the help, man. Anytime. I think that's a great question. And I love that you're asking that question before you either just jump in and get hired. Uh, Do all the research you can. And it's very important to make sure your partner has a lot of insight in what you're going to do for your career. I mean, I know seven days on sounds like a long time, but you got to remember you have a guaranteed seven days off. You get when you get first get hired at most of these corporate places, you get a lot of vacation time that you may not know about. Uh, specifically, the company you're talking about, I have friends there that talk about how they get some vacations where they have 21 days off. Uh, I mean, you can't beat that. And then when you start out, you start out with one and then you get two, three, and then eventually four vacations of 21 days. But even if you don't have a vacation, you can PTO seven days. So that makes it 21 days. You can also just use those seven days off to go anywhere you want and have seven days off to do whatever you want, be with your family, your wife, or you guys can just hang out and start a podcast and do other stuff like that. But I I think the seven day, oh, another great thing about the seven day, the seven day tour is that you know your schedule a year out. Uh, When you're an airline, you really don't know your schedule from a year out. Any other schedule at said company, you don't really know your schedule for a year out, but seven on seven, you know pretty much when you're going to be gone every single day that you'll be gone for a whole year. And that makes planning really easy. And it kind of takes the guesswork out of everything. She can know the expectations to have from you. You can know the expectations to have from your job and you get a good amount of time to, to kind of debrief from aviation and come home and be the family guy that you want to be and that she needs you to be or your partner needs you to be. So I think the seven on seven is actually one of the best schedule opportunities that you can have in the industry. Uh, being gone seven days is a lot, but you have to look at everything else that you get when it comes with that. Now, there's also shorter schedules at said company uh, that takes more seniority to hold, but there are some more that give you a little bit more time off and pay you a little bit less. But I think the seven and seven would be a great option and definitely ask some questions to people that either are on it or people that you know and go on the forums and see what they think. All right, that is a wrap of most of the anchor questions that I was able to use. Some of them aren't usable. I don't know if it's the way they're being asked on the phone or just the quality of uh, recording them, but I did use the most of them that I could find. So here are some questions that were on Instagram that I asked you. So these are just going to be rapid fire. I'll just ask back to back to back. So if it sounds weird, if I'm out of breath, I'm sorry, but (laughs) here we go. So this one is from Matt and his dog, Susan. He asked, do you think we will actually ever see a supersonic business jet? And if so, would you bid it? This is funny because he knows the answer. We talked about it over dinner one time. I mean, I am honestly still, I mean, this is just my opinion. I'm still skeptical that it will ever come out. I feel like it is just a cool thing that we're doing. Uh, People do want it, but it's going to be expensive. I don't know the reliability of it based on how the last version went. Uh, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. Do I think it will happen? Yes. Do I think it's going to be as impactful or it's going to take over the industry? I don't know. That's yet to be seen. It's how it works. I mean, if it's bulletproof and it does well, then yes, it's going to 
it's going to take off and take over, but I, I'm still a little skeptical on how it's all going to play out. So we'll see. I definitely have my eye on it. What I bid it now, he knows that Christina told me I'm not allowed to bid it <laughs> for a little bit. Um, I understand it's a little bit crazy flying Mach two or however fast it flies to someone that's not in aviation. Uh, so right now I would not bid it. I would like to see the kinks get worked out. Uh, I don't want to be the person when the first thing goes wrong inside that airplane. So maybe uh, five years after it's out, I'll go bid it. This one is from FNGT350. He says, after the latitude, what's your favorite type you've ever flown? Easy. That's the Pilatus. This is from Terrence. He says, want to play catch? Uh, no, Terrence, I don't want to play catch. He used to ask me over and over and over again when we both flew for priority or tried to find the Pilatus. We did play catch every once in a while, but uh, my football throwing days and playing catch for fun are long gone. Um... Let's see. We have this one from Kelly Nino. What is your opinion on the upcoming pilot shortage everyone's been talking about? I do still think there's going to be a pilot shortage. Uh, this last year may have extended that pilot shortage a, a little bit farther down. But I, I mean, as we've seen, the airlines want to hire again. So the shortage is definitely real. The shortage is definitely going to happen. The, the real question with the pilot shortage is the race for airlines to either get single pilot or to have drones fully take over. Uh, I mean, it's a big controversy if it'll ever happen. I don't know if it will ever happen, if we will see single pilot operations or if we will see fully drone capable airplanes. Uh, it's definitely the way for them to navigate that and make sure that they don't lose any money and even save money by re getting rid of one pilot. We've already seen them do that once already with getting rid of the flight engineer. So I'm very interested to see how that all plays out too. But there is definitely a shortage and there's definitely going to be pilots that need to come out. What are the pros and cons about your career? Uh, pros, I got to the place that I wanted to fly my whole life. Well, I say my whole life, but uh, ever, ever since I started flying and going to Ohio State, I kind of had a little bit of a change. I realized that maybe I didn't want to go to the airlines. I just really loved the general aviation experience. Cons, uh, I wish I would have started earlier. You know, I was all in on a football. I was all in on... Uh, sports. So aviation never really came to mind, but I wish maybe when I was like, I was that kid that I was at the airport at 13, getting his soloing at 16, getting his private at 17, you know, doing everything as soon as I could. I think that would have been fun. If you had the chance to fly a fighter jet, which one did you pick? Um, I would choose the F-22 or the F-35. I honestly don't know much about fighter jet or fighter jets. Uh, I just know that the F-35 and F-32 the F-35 and the F-22 are crazy cool and the technology is amazing. Um, tips for spying fractional pilots. Keep your options open. You know, even if you go to the regionals, you can still get on as a fractional pilot. It's a great career. I, I, I really encourage everyone to look more into that career. It is a lot of fun. It is so much fun flying. The money is there. There is some good money that you can make in fractional and you have some good benefits too. So I would highly recommend that, but uh, just be a good person, you know, uh, make sure you're accountable, make sure you're not lying to anyone, make sure you keep a good record. Um, being in the corporate side, people know a lot of people. So I would make sure you have a good reputation and make sure you're going about your business in a very professional way. Uh, customer service is pretty big. Uh, they're not going to, most of the questions they ask you in interviews will probably be somewhat customer service based because you are more customer facing. So kind of brush up on your customer service skills and do some good research in that. And, uh, Maybe take some uh, classes online or watch some YouTube videos or I don't know. I worked at Apple, so I considered that my customer service experience. 
Can you possibly highlight aviation careers that don't involve pilot licenses? So I would assume you mean like dispatch. Uh, we have a weather department. We have owner services. I would love to talk to more people like that. I try to get everyone on. We have done a weather podcast before without a, someone that isn't a pilot. So I would do a better job at trying to get more of those people on. This one is what plane would you like to upgrade to? Uh, that's tough. Longitude's kind of cool, but it's just like a bigger latitude and I'm not really a type chaser. I just like to fly the latitude. Uh, I would love to fly the global 7,500. I would love to fly the Gulfstream 650 and the Gulfstream 700 or any of the Falcons. I love Falcons and really wish that I could fly one of those. This one is, why do you, <laughs> this is how it says, why do voice questions matter more to you? What kind of monster are you? I just really think it's cool to break up me talking so much and having you guys on the podcast. Um, I get really tired. I've done this for like five minutes now and my voice feels like it's about to break already. So uh, I don't like talking for 30 minutes straight. So I choose the voice questions over that. This one's APF or Echo Yankee Whiskey. I would say APF. Uh, I go to Naples all the time. Um, so I like Naples a lot. I think Naples is pretty cool. What does your work schedule look like? Do you have time for hobbies, family, and relaxing? Uh, I work a schedule that is 18 days a month. It's the second busiest schedule you can have where I work. Um, hobbies, uh, you're listening to the hobby right now slash side job. <laughs> uh, the podcast is mainly my main hobby. Uh, my wife and I are working on something else together as well, which should be coming out here soon in the next couple weeks, maybe a month, probably less than that. Um, family. Yeah. My wife and I hang out all the time. We have vacations. Uh, we do a lot of stuff together. We like to, to hike. We like to be outdoors, like to work out, do all that kind of stuff. This one's from Dan. He says, come to sun and fun. Are you going to fly me in your series? If you come pick me up, I will be there. Uh, how much money can you make as a pilot? Uh, you can either make a lot or a little. It's really hard to answer that question without like a specific carrier or asking someone who actually works for that. <laughs> someone says, are Cheetos chips? Uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't think Cheetos are chips. I think Cheetos are Cheetos and they're different than chips. <laughs> Just to stir the pot a little bit. What do you look for in an FBO? I judge FBOs based off their coffee. If they don't have one of those fancy coffee machines, then you immediately get the side eye and an evil glare and I go back inside and make better coffee in my plane. I'm really a coffee snob. Uh, coffee is definitely the number one thing I look for. And then maybe water or the crew room uh, and the pilot restroom, not rest, but the pilot room, uh, <clears throat> pilot lounge and what that looks like. All right, I will do a couple more. Someone says, do I miss the Pilatus? Uh, miss? No. Do I like the fact that I flew it? Yes. Uh, I love the plane. Uh, I like having a bathroom. I like having a coffee maker. I like being able to stretch my legs. So no, I don't necessarily miss it, but I do love that I've flown it. Have you ever had a passenger recognize you and say they follow you on IG or listen to the podcast? Uh, no one has actually said that to me. I have had someone message me before saying that they can't wait for me to fly them uh, and that they are on the account and that they've always asked me if I'm their pilot. So I think that's kind of cool. That would be kind of fun. I'd be kind of nervous about that just because I wouldn't want my company to, to get involved or anything like that or bring any more unwanted attention. Uh, let's see. What is your opinion on part 141 flight schools? Uh, I think they're great if that's what you want to do. I mean, there's different options for everyone. That's why there's Android. That's why there's Apple. Whatever you truly like and whatever fits your lifestyle, then go for it. I think part 141 schools are great. If you want to knock it all out really fast, get the R restricted ATP and so on.
let's see. Why is the Piaggio your favorite airplane? You are now blocked, jamieblanco.pinto. So you're blocked forever and you can never ask another question. I don't really hate the Piaggio. I do think it is ugly, hideous, and not a good looking airplane. Uh, the performance side of it is pretty amazing, but that's the only compliment you will ever hear me say. It is an ugly and hideous airplane. Do you have any keys to success to get into the corporate slash fractional side? Um, I kind of answered this a little bit earlier. I would really make sure you have some kind of customer service background. Um, connections do help a lot. I answered how to start, a, how to try to get connections. Instagram has really made it easier for connections. You can really reach out to anyone, and most people are pretty good with their DMs and respond back. Um, but yeah, I would say customer service. Uh, make sure you have a good record. Make sure you're you're very much thinking and cognizant about your reputation with who you fly for or who you fly with, because you never know if that SIC, if that PIC, if that chief pilot, or whoever it may be, even that kid fueling planes, they might remember you. They might be your superior one day. So <laughs> treat everyone as nice as possible, not just when you're looking for a job, but just in general. But yeah, Aviation, those are all of the questions that I have for this AM. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, the last part might have been a little bit more of like a rattle. I'm starting to lose my voice already, but thank you so much for asking a question. Please ask more questions. You can ask them in DMs. I'll try to do this once a month or so, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, the voice questions are awesome. I love talking to you guys and hearing your voice, but thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and as always, happy flying.